0: Everybody, my name is Duncan Schultz, and once again, you are listening to the Arizona Skills USA Podcast. This week, we are covering professionalism in the workplace, and I have two fantastic guests here to talk to you today. Would you guys please introduce yourselves?
1: Hi, my name is Christy Woolley. I am with the Arizona Supreme Court. I'm the Pretrial Services Manager right now. I've been working with uh, Skills USA Arizona for the last several years, and I am the Head Tabulations Person. I also help out with various other duties uh, at the state level.
0: Awesome.
2: Awesome. Hi, everyone. My name is Alexis De La Torre. I've been a SkillsUSA member for over four years now. I I am a former SkillsUSA state officer, and I currently attend college at Arizona Western College. Awesome.
0: Well, good to have you guys. So like I said, we're covering uh, workplace professionalism today and just kind of where do we see that coming into play from both the the side of the person who's already in the professional workplace and is maybe in charge of a couple of people and really not passing judgment, but observing and looking for opportunities to uh, praise, reward, uh, promote uh, various employees. And then, from the employee's perspective of how do we go about trying to earn those things? How do we go about impressing our bosses with just the way we do things, the way we dress, how we show up to work with a positive attitude? How do we, how do we really go about that? And what kind of tips and tricks do we have? So first up, uh, I have a question for Miss Wooley. How do you go about determining if someone is a good fit for a position when you're considering them in the hiring process? That's a
1: good question. I recently left. Um... probation department and so obviously what we're looking for are knowledgeable people who have high levels of integrity Um, really i think just to back that up i i think when you're doing interviews i think probably the key thing is to understand your department or your, your organization what your vision and mission and values are and knowing those you you're looking for the right fit with with a potential employee you wanna make sure that they have the right motivations. They're not just there for money. They're there for you know, the better purpose of whatever your organization is striving for. You look at the education, the experience of these people, what kind of training they've had. Um, you know, Obviously with SkillsUSA, you've got a lot of skill-based trades. So you wanna know, have they been trained on how to do these things? But you also wanna consider the culture of your environment that you're working in. How is this person that you're now talking to going to fit into that kind of arena? Can they can they get along with other people that, that work with your agency or your department? Are, are they going to be able to move your company, your business, your organization further? Are they going to be able to support that? And you get that through a lot of, you, you look at the uh, resume and the application and all of that good stuff, but when you're talking to them, you're also trying to get those scenario based questions out there and get some feedback and kind of get an idea where their head is at
0: okay so it definitely has a lot to do ooh, I'm getting some feedback um, so it definitely has a lot to do with kind of how you put yourself across uh, definitely in person because obviously your resume is kind of your ticket in the door, but once you get there, it's really up to you as a person how can you vibe with the company and how can you really show that you're you're going to be valuable and you're going to be an effective employee
1: Absolutely. I mean, somebody can look fantastic on paper, but they just might not be the right fit for the for the person you're looking for. So even though they do have that education, the training, the knowledge, the skills, the whatever, they may not just be the right person for the for what you're looking for.
0: 100%. So,
1: yeah. So it's just a real balance of trying to figure out Do they have the knowledge part of it? And do they have the fit part of it? Hmm.
2: I also feel like people sometimes go to interviews like too preferred. They try to look for every single detail and information. And once you're in the interview, you're not truly being yourself. You're being what you think they want from you. And sometimes that is not. They really maybe think that since you prefer a lot, you change from who you are and they were actually looking for you and maybe you were the best fit for that job but since you changed a lot and to what you you thought they wanted now that
0: doesn't seem like a good position for you i feel like that. yeah that's really good insights i i haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this because in in my you know professional experience it's just been very go 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 i've had a foot in the door since I was a state officer at Skills USA, And from there, it's just been jumping from one position where I've known somebody or done something uh, to another. And thinking back, I guess that does have something to do with the idea of really putting your best foot forward in whatever situation you're in so that those opportunities don't disappear further down the line. Interesting. Uh, so going forward. Alexis when you so on that same kind of train of thought when you get ready to give a presentation or you have an interview How do you take steps to prepare? Uh, what tips do you have for our audience? Um,
2: well first of all the number thing that gets me when doing presentations or something or interviews It's my nervousness like I would go so confident to a presentation or and interview like their friend, and then wanna once i get on stage or in front of that person like i lose it and i get shaky and i forget my words so i forget everything so the number thing that i do is try to prepare but not as much so if it's something that it's script i try to memorize it to a point where i'm being myself but not it doesn't sound monotone and the number one thing is i try to be myself I try to have fun with it. Even though I know it's a interview, I try to go confident and if I don't get the job, I I'm gonna have this experience. I'm gonna be more prepared for the next job. In this presentation, if it doesn't go well, it's okay. This is a learning experience. And I try I try to go really confident with everything that I do so that if it doesn't go right, I don't feel like as stress. Or when I go up to percent, when I go to an interview, I'm not going with those nervous, the the nervousness of maybe I'm going to fail or I'm not going to do as well. So I try to not keep it in low expectations, but not seeing as if it's going to be a failure.
0: Yeah, it's that it's that constant positive mindset. It's looking at it as first an opportunity and if it isn't an opportunity then as a learning experience that's a really good way of looking at it is there is there anything in like how you like how you really prep yourself so like do you do you base your let's say your wardrobe based on what kind of interview you have so like if you're interviewing at one place maybe you'd wear a suit if you're where if you're interviewing at another place maybe you show up in like a button down and and tie but no jacket you know
2: Actually, I, I do. I feel like I'm a really detailed person when it comes to clothing. <laughs> and maybe I worry too much about it. And sometimes the number one thing that's in my mind is when going to a presentation or interview, et cetera, I go like, am I wearing what am I supposed to be wearing? When I, I, ha- I actually had an interview like two weeks ago, and I feel like I was stressed well. But once I was there, I was like, should I really wear those pants? Is this a, is this a rice shirt? You know, like I get frustrated <laughs> for things that don't matter, you know, instead of worrying about what I'm going to say, what are going to be my answers? Is this going to go well? Like I'm worrying about my clothes. So yeah, actually I, I do worry about
1: things like that. Yeah. Well, I can tell you from the other side of the table, Alexis, that the nicer you look, the better it is. Um, you always wanna dress for the job that you want to have. So dress like you're very, very important in that company, like you're the CEO. So, But I can also tell you that when you're doing the interviews as the interviewer, you can tell when someone's nervous and, and when it's kind of creeping into their answers. So you you kind of take take that into account and realize that, yeah, they're nervous, You know, to be fair, sometimes as an interviewer, you get nervous too, because you don't know who you're going to meet. You've got to make these judgment calls on somebody who, you know, really needs this job, but, or maybe, maybe they're just here because, you know, mom said, get out of the house and go get a job, get out of my basement. I don't know, but you're making a lot of major decisions about people just based on a good half hour interview and whatever paperwork you have. So the nervousness is on both sides of the table. It's real. It's definitely real.
2: Yeah, But definitely, you want
1: to make a good impression when you come in and do your research on the company and and kind of know what the environment is.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I think about, actually, sometimes. I'm like, maybe I'm not the only one nervous in here. Maybe he's nervous also. You're right. I try to keep that in mind so that it's a conversation, not something so monotone. I try to go, like, really confident and breathe and try to be myself. Because if you feel like you're connecting with that person, it really will work. Yes. And if you have a conversation instead of just talking to rather than with, and I feel like that really helps a lot.
1: 100%, that's a very good approach to it.
0: Interesting, I'd, I, I kind of hope that in your position with uh, working with the Arizona judicial system, I'd, I'd really hope you don't get too many of those people who are interviewing just because mom said, get out of the house and find a job. That's no. a little bit scary to think about.
1: <laughs> no, I can I can honestly tell you, you know, in the last couple of years, we've we've seen such an increase of people who are coming into entry level positions with master's degrees and years of experience and they're, you know, just trying to trying to get into the right right business or the right area for what they want to do. So it's not always about money either. Sometimes it's about wanting the best fit for your own life.
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> I have a, a, a decent amount of friends who, you know, they've graduated from ASU or U of A and they've got their bachelors and they've got like inter- internship experience in their field certifications. Mm-hmm. And they're still working at like, you know, the local pizza place because either they can't find a job or they, or they don't want to find a job in their field because, you know, where they're at is good enough. Um, and I feel like that's a really it's it's one of those uh, slippery slopes that once you're on it's hard to get off um so i'm i'm very grateful for my position with skills usa that though it is still an entry level position it's it's doing stuff i want to do like this podcast is so much fun to put on and so much fun to edit and learn as i go um and i'm very very lucky to to have you know put in the work where it mattered and really take advantage of the opportunities that I that I presented for myself but not everybody gets those um so I really like I love helping out uh, or at least what I think is helping out my friends with like hey I know this opportunity is coming up at X company um it sounds perfect for you you should give it a shot here's the website and I'd like to think that opportunities like that are, are something that's really useful, but I personally don't know. Do, like in either of your situations, have you ever come across a situation like that where you know you have this opportunity lined up for a, for a friend or for an acquaintance, but maybe it's not quite right, or maybe they aren't quite right for the position or the position's not quite right for them?
1: Sure, it happens all the time that, that, you know, there's a great opportunity. And again, on paper, it looks like it's going to be a really good fit, or you think it's going to be a really good fit, but you really got to stay true to yourself. And if it's not the right place, and it's not where you want to be, then it's not going to work out very well.
0: Yeah.
2: For me, I think I'm on the other side. I am that one person that wants to go really, really uh, prepared. So I I want to <clears throat> I want to work for the US um Custom Border Protection and you can actually apply once you're eighteen. So you just need a year of job experience and you can apply. But I did not want to do that because I feel like I had more time to grow and it's actually a really, really competitive job. So a lot of people apply and I wanted to go with my best and show my best so that I don't have the maybe they don't have the opportunity to say no to me and reject me. I feel like that's what I think. So I decided to first go to um, college and get my associates and then maybe then I would apply. Or if I don't feel as ready enough, I would go to university and get my bachelor's and then apply. And still in those three years, continue with my growing uh, with SkillsUSA, everything that prepares me to grow in every single way possible that that i could grow in i'm gonna do it until i feel like i'm ready to apply and that's how i feel like i do for everything because not not because i want to be rejected but i don't want to be like this kiddo is not ready for this and why do you come for this not ready enough you know i want to go first
0: yes interesting um so, going on that same kind of line of thought with finding opportunities that are, you know, really good for you or that are fitting for what you're trained in and what you want to do, what do you, do you guys have any tips for primarily our, our audience's high schoolers? Um, do you guys have any tips for like, you know, out of high school? How do, how do people get an early start in kind of what they want to do?
1: You know, you got to take advantage of opportunities. That's really the key. I mean, Skills USA and CTE programs put you in such a great position to make that transition from high school into the workforce. Um, I can tell you it was HOSA, but my daughter graduated uh, high school and she had her licensed massage therapy. So she was able to walk out of there and could have gotten a job as a licensed massage therapist right away. My son did the same thing through culinary classes and he walked out with a hospitality certification, associate's degree, both right out of high school. Where the opportunities are, you got to grab them. And if you can get those kinds of trainings, it makes a huge difference for you. Uh, but otherwise, like I keep saying, you got to be true to who you are and find what's going to be the best fit for you.
0: A hundred percent.
2: In high school, I, I, I think I was called the excuse say kid. Because every single person that I know, I will tell them join Skills USA, join Skills USA. It's gonna help you. It's gonna help you, because it does. Like um, I started uh, learning English like five years ago, and I'm still not the best at it. But before I joined Skills USA, I was bad. Like I was bad. We I, we remember. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> talk to anybody, and I feel like it, it has done magic. Like the things that i feel i can do now and then the, the things that i felt i can do back then it's immense like i feel like i've grown so much in this year uh where i was a state officer and that's why i want everybody to know that, that you can join so easy and grow as much as i did i feel like everybody should take uh these opportunities and not take it for granted you know
0: yeah 100% I know you've shown, like, you've grown immensely since since you joined Skills USA, and even since you since you became a state officer. Um, I, re- I definitely remember that you know that first training you guys had, and I'm like, he's an interesting one. Uh, and you just grew and grew and grew. So you've been you've been absolutely fantastic over the last few years. You've you've grown into a really great person. Uh, you, it's, absolutely, it's been that's, that's awesome one of the beauties
1: see. of this program.
0: It is. All the it is. The kids.
1: It's amazing. And
2: also, seeing my my friends, the other members, and my teammates grow, it was like it was amazing to watch. You know, because mm-hmm. I of course I want to grow, but seeing how the things that is making me grow is how it's actually help, helping my friends too. It is amazing. Like that's why I was always telling my friends, like join, 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 because I want to see you do better. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So all right, so we've covered a lot of like how to get into the the careers you want and how to uh, interview, how to prep yourself for that really first step. So what happens next when're when you're in your job like Miss Willie, in your opinion, how important is it to maintain that same level of professionalism as you showed in your interview once you get into, into the job? Are there any specific uh, tips or tricks that you think really help make yourself stand out in a good way?
1: Well, I'd say maintaining that professionalism is huge. Um, so much, there's so many laws, there's so many regulations, expectations of maintaining that professionalism. And really, it's just a basic human decency kind of thing. It's the ability to do what's expected of you and to deliver a quality work product. It represents who you are and who you want to portray yourself as, as an employee. Um, One of my big suggestions in all honesty is to use a mentor. Hook up with somebody in the company who has been there a while, who has lots of good information, a positive outlook, somebody that you can role model yourself after. You wanna be able to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. You wanna be able to um, stand out in many ways. You wanna be able to contribute and and add add value to your organization or your company. You wanna get involved in meetings. You wanna be a team player. You wanna be reliable and dependable and flexible. Um, You just basically wanna make some good connections not only within your immediate work group or unit, but even outside of the agency or company or department or whatever you're working in. People that you can make connections with because it does help in future endeavors. It shows who you are. It shows you're committed to the position. It shows that you want to be there. But having a mentor is a really, really good aspect. Um, And and maybe it's not even somebody in the workplace, but somebody from another company that has good information that can kind of help and guide you. Just somebody to bounce ideas off of. Always very good.
2: 100%. I feel like going back to what I said of going to an interview, being yourself really does help in that because maybe if you go like not really showing who you are and then you get hired and once the job is in there they're like well this is not the person i hire you know this is not you are not the best fit for this or maybe this is not the, the job for you so it is really important to when you go into something really be you and really make sure you want that because sometimes Actually, it's on you that when you get a job, it's just like, oh, I really did not like this job or I did, don't enjoy this. That's why it's really important to go into into whatever, thinking of what's going to happen and going with you, as you, so that there's no mistakes in, once you get there.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, what is so along those lines of being dependable and being that like uh, turning into like that go-to person so you're really valuable to the company at what point is it is it too much cuz i know in the past i've had jobs where you know i'd have a coworker who had been there longer than me but he would uh call me on my days off and say hey can you cover this shift at least once a week and so is there a point where you you trying to be dependable and you being um like a really good employee is there a point where it becomes too much or um where you have to prioritize the other parts of your life um on top of you know taking on somebody else's responsibility as well
1: well of course theres is there you've got to be able to strike that work life balance you don't want to give so much of yourself to your job that you lose who you are Um, It's great that you're willing to be that team player. And it's great that you're willing to help out others. But you've got to look at what it's costing you. Is it costing you time at home with your family? Is it costing you time away from your primary job duties? So that that could reflect negatively negatively on you as well, because you're not doing what's really expected of you, because you're too busy doing Johnny's job. So you, it, it's just something you really have to watch and be aware of, and and make sure that you don't cross over that line, or you don't become everybody's. You know, they're shoving all their work off on you, and now nobody's doing anything except for you. Mm. So it's just something you kind of got to be very self-aware, and and maybe that's where the mentor and and you know your coworkers can kind of help you watch what you're doing there with those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Let's see. So you've been really you guys have had really great advice so far um more so than I think any of our podcasts so far have really been in depth on the su- on the subject we set out to talk about we always talk you know for you know the whole time we're here but I think this is the first time we've actually stayed a hundred percent on topic the entire time um we've still got a couple minutes left, so I think I've got one more kind of big question big prompt uh talking point that I really want to cover and it's um, Alexis, it's for you. You've been graduated now for a while. How does it feel knowing that you are getting into the world of work and how has SkillsUSA specifically prepared you for some of the the realities you're now facing outside of high school life?
2: Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's the same for everybody, but mostly everybody. Once you're a kid and you're like 13 years old and you're over your parents telling you what to do the first thing you want to do is get out of your home, be independent, have your own home, your own car. But once you're close to that, it's frightening. You know, it's scary because you don't necessarily know if you have everything to do that. And you're starting to see everything and everything rely on you. And you are the only person that is in charge of that. So if nothing works out, it's because of you. So it is scary moving out in life, but it's also amazing because once you start to get those achievements, you feel so good with yourself, like getting a job and getting paid. It feels amazing because it's something that you work for and getting your house, everything. So it's so good. And excuse you to say has helped me a lot. I feel like like I said before, so many things that I felt I couldn't do, I feel like I now do, and I go to things feeling prepared more than some of my classmates, students from my high school or my class, because I feel like I got that the step that maybe not all of them did of that preparation, and I feel like it's because say has helped me in preparing for this because excuse gives you a prepares you for the workforce, and it is scary it's still, but I feel as much. I don't feel like. What's the word? I don't feel like as finding as I did last year. You know, because I feel like more prepared. It's difficult to <laughs> to explain.
0: Yeah, I think I I think I get what you mean because it, granted, it's been longer since I was there. Um but I'm actually back living with my parents now. Um, I'm currently, God, how many years out? Uh, I think I've been graduated for two full years, about to be three full years. Um, And it's just, you know, you move out and immediately it, you know, within probably two weeks, uh, whether you're living in the dorms or you have your, an apartment near campus, or even if you're not, like uh, doing college, if you're in a career, you move out and immediately you're hit with your first bill or your first, um, you know, you're stuck on the other side of town and the light rail has turned off. How do you get home? Um, it's, it's a very, I don't want to say it's a frightening experience because if you, if you really like, you know, you calm yourself and you think about it, it's not hard to get home. And it's not hard to, to figure out what to do or how to pay that bill. But it's something you've never had to do before because you could always flip open your phone. Oh my God, flip open your phone. What the? Um, you could always just turn on your phone and call mom and dad. Um, you're ever in trouble, it's mom and dad to the rescue. And it's not the case anymore. It's very much like, oh my God, I'm a person. <laughs> um, and it's, it's an interesting adjustment period Um, getting used to that and turning, uh, turning yourself into, you know, that fully grown adult. Um, But it takes time. Like, I'm, I'm 20 now, and I don't think I'm an adult. I, (laughs) I'm, I'm nowhere near it. Um, I pay for my motorcycle bill, I pay for a lot of my food, I show up to work. um, But I just don't, you know, there's still so much that I either haven't done, or I'm not comfortable doing um that it's just there's there's I feel like there's levels you know it's like yes I'm I'm 18 I'm an adult but I'm not an adult like Mm -hmm. I, I still don't have a solid grasp of how do I balance my work school mental health and then physical health as well which I've been struggling to do all four of those together for the last few months it's taken up a lot of time and I'm recently coming to the realization that you don't have enough time to do everything. So you've really got to prioritize what is worth it. And I think like we've been talking about today, um, you've got to really prioritize, you know, first comes work because without your work and your money, you can't do the rest of it. So you have to maintain that level of professionalism and you have to maintain that work uh, relationship and then comes everything else, but that first level is what you do for your profession, and that for and inside of that is how you, uh, how you put yourself across on the job. Um. So I think it it all really comes back to that because if you can't get along with your coworkers, everything else just crumbles. It's very
1: true. It's very true. It's it's you know how you conduct yourself at work just really kind of shows the commitment and how you feel about your job and and who you are really as a person and i think as as you guys are getting out of school and growing up and getting those big boy jobs or whatever i think you learn that and i, I think it's a good thing and it's a transition and i can tell you recently hired somebody who was literally the same age as my daughter and so as as her supervisor it was really kind of hard to look at her and not not see her as a child and realize that she is an adult now, she is out of school, she is, you know, I I didn't know her as a child, but because she was the same age as my daughter, it just kind of gave me that perspective. So understand that there's a little struggle on the other side too, recognizing and remembering that, you know, you guys are so young and that you're still learning a bunch of stuff, but just being professional and being confident in who you are makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) well we are just about out of time so once again i'm going to say thank you guys for being on this podcast your expertise and experience is well appreciated as well as your time i know you guys are both really busy people so we uh i we appreciate you being here on the podcast um you've been absolutely phenomenal guests um and so our dear listeners um with those words of encouragement and that. Knowledge imparted on you, it's once again time to say goodbye. Have a good one, you guys.
1: Bye. Thank you. Uh,
0: Bye bye.